What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you were searching for me across the interwebs. And welcome back to a re-recorded episode of this gaming-related podcast. Yes, I've already recorded it once, and yes, it was by golly garbage. There was also some stuff that came out after the show that I kind of thought would be really good for this podcast, so we're going to be re-recording on a Saturday, and I'm going to try and get through this episode and get it edited and out on the same day. Fingers crossed that actually works out. Let's get into what I've been playing slash watching this week, as we always do with each and every episode. I've been playing some video games, but they're the same video games as last week, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about them. I've been playing some Mass Effect 2, which I'm not much further than what I was last time. I've done a couple more loyalty missions. I've upset Jack. I've also then made Jack happy again. I've got the IFF Reaper mission, which you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you've played this game. I've got that one. That's my next one. So I'm slowly but surely working through the game. Everybody, though, is currently loyal. I've got all the ship upgrades ready to go, so we're just gonna wait until we do that IFF mission and get going there. Other than that, I've been playing some Apex Legends and some Overwatch. I've just done my week three challenge to get the 8-ball wrecking ball skin. I've still yet to get the junk food skin, which I'm gonna get hopefully very soon. I do want to kind of get it from a loot box, but if I don't, I do have 5,000 gold, so hopefully I'll be able to get it some way or another. I might just have to purchase it myself via my already existing currency. And then the last game that I've been playing is Apex Legends. There's not much to say. I've been enjoying it a lot lately and I've been playing a ton of it but I'm still not really enjoying arenas it's just there it's just a mode that's fine it's just okay but everything else in the game is fine so yay woo fine not exciting at all yeah this season is the worst though I will say this now this is the worst season in a very long time even season one in my opinion is better than season nine even though they are adding content regularly like they've been adding some new arena maps I'm still not really interested in this season. I find it very boring and very lackluster, but what are you going to do? Talk about the gaming news is what's going to happen. We're going to just jump straight into the gaming news. That's going to be my really cool segue to talk about it. We're going to kick things off with some Deep Silver because they've confirmed a bunch of games that will not be at their E3 2021 live stream of sorts, which is kind of sad indeed. They did put out a statement where they confirmed the news via Twitter and they said, here's the games that won't be coming and it makes me very sad indeed so let's read that tweet it goes as followed to give you a heads up you won't see dead island saints row metro or time splitters there or at any other e3 2021 event we'll let you know when we have news to share that saints row one kind of hurts for me a little bit because i was really hoping that we would finally get to see the next saints row game doesn't seem to be the case though which is kind of sad it kind of makes me think though that maybe they're possibly going and restarting the franchise and going back to the beginning because they're taking a long time to push out saints row 5 indeed it does make sense for time splitters and dead island 2 because time splitters has just been announced they've just said that hey look we're working on this game 
and Dead Island 2 has been in development hell for the past few years, so by golly, no one knows what is going on with that one. So I could understand it with Saints Row, but it does seem a bit strange to drop an upgrade for Saints Row Remastered before E3 and then not have this announcement coming afterwards. It kind of felt like a layup, like they were just taking the stepping stone, like, hey, look, go play this remastered version of Saints Row 3, but also here's a trailer for Saints Row 5. It's coming at some point. They didn't even really need to give a release date. I think they are waiting for that game to be ready and fully baked, which I think is a big mistake. This was a perfect time to drop some marketing goodness and get this trailer ready, but they don't seem to be doing it. But anyway, if you do want to find out what Deep Silver is possibly up to, Kosh Media is going to be holding a primetime gaming stream as part of the Summer Games Fest on June 11th at around 8pm UK time. So if you want to check that out, then maybe they'll have something there. What they have though, I don't know. They have obviously Embracer Group, they've got Gearbox's stuff, but Gearbox is doing some things with 2K, which is what we're going to talk about right now because 2K E3's 2021 announcements have possibly leaked online. A big old list of some of the upcoming projects that will be coming from the publisher known as Take-Two have apparently been leaked online. And then this was backed up later by a Bloomsburg journalist known as Jason Schreier. So this one is very interesting indeed. The list of games that did pop up apparently are several weeks old, with the first being a new spin-off in the Borderlands franchise. It's going to apparently star Tiny Tina, and it's going to be called Wonderlands. A trademark was also kind of put into effect by Gearbox late last year for Wonderland, so this actually lines up very nicely indeed. So there is possibly something. I wouldn't expect too much on this one. I don't think it's that soon, but you never know with Gearbox. Sometimes they are just sooner than what they say. They like to have a nice long marketing run with their games though, so expect it to be a little while I think on that one. Then we've got the developer behind XCOM known as Firaxis possibly making a new announcement in the form of a turn-based action game using Marvel property. With the original source saying that it would be basically XCOM with Marvel heroes, whether this is going to be focused on one particular thing like the Avengers or like X-Men, we do not know. However, it would be very cool to have something down those lines. Imagine XCOM, but instead of it being XCOM, it'd be X-Men. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. I want that now. Please, please, Firaxis, please let there be the X-Men in this game. I just need it in my life. On to the next two games that were in this list. There was two. The first being NBA 2K22 will apparently feature Dirk Nowinski as its cover star this time around. So that's very cool indeed if that floats your boat. And then lastly, there's a brand new action game called Codename Vault, which is possibly being described as a Cthulhu meets Saints Row, which sounds really interesting in my opinion. Kind of crazy. I am all there for it. It is expected to be that this is possibly being developed by Mafia 3's developer known as Hangar 13. So if that gets you excited, that's something to be excited about. I'm personally pretty hyped for E3 this year. I am trying to temper my expectations a little bit because it is looking like some of these companies are trying to 
damage control a little bit. Like, hey, look, calm down. Not necessarily everything is coming this year. I've got a good year of games regardless. We've got a new Judgment game coming out, so I'm a very happy boy indeed. Anyway, there's also a new Left 4 Dead style game coming in the form of Back 4 Blood, so I'm good. I'm good for this rest of the year, in my opinion. Those two games alone are going to keep me busy for the two months that they're out, which I think is September and October, so they're good, so I'm good pretty much. I'm currently playing through Mass Effect. I should be okay for a little while, if I'm honest. I've still got Yakuza 6 to play, though, but I'm good for games, so I'm not really too bothered if things get delayed, but 2022 is looking like it's going to be a fantastic year for video games. I'm talking 2006 good for video games. It's going to be a good year. 2021, though, looking like a bit of a mediocre one, but we'll see. We'll see, there'll be something. Talking about something that is cool though, Tell Me Why is available for free for the month of June in celebration of Pride Month. Don't Nod Entertainment and Xbox have confirmed the news in a recent blog post coming from Don't Nod that said the following. Since Tell Me Why's release late last summer, the team at Don't Nod and Xbox Game Studio Publishing have been humbled by and deeply grateful for the many gamers, especially trans and queer gamers, who have found understanding and hope in our game. We've received heartfelt messages from players all over the world about how Tyler's homecoming as a trans man and Allison's struggle with trauma have impacted them, encouraged them, or made them feel a little less alone, especially amid the ongoing global COVID-19 pandemic and pervasive transphobic rhetoric in places like the United States and the United Kingdom. Our intention in making Tell Me Why free for June 2021 is both to allow even more people to access the game and to encourage our players to spend their money in places that will directly affect trans and queer communities. You can redeem all three episodes of Tell Me Why for free now via the Xbox Store for Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, as well as Xbox One. But it's also available on PC via the Windows Store or Steam, so that's something you can check out. I kind of haven't gotten to this game yet, but it has been on my list of things to get to. I've just been extremely busy and been prioritizing other stuff that I've been more excited for, like Yakuza. But I am going to check out this game. I have already redeemed it and downloaded it, so it's ready to go. I'm going to play that in the near future and get some little bit of understanding on Tyler's and Allison's character and see what they mean by this comment. But it's a great thing to do. I'm glad that Xbox and Don't Nod are doing this. I hope more companies do something like this in the future because it's just fantastic. It's a great thing to do. It's really cool that they're doing this. It, it gives the Xbox community a chance to then go and spend money that they may not have otherwise that they were going to spend on this game to affect change in these communities by donating to trans and queer charities. And I cannot wait to see more companies jump on this and do more with it in the future. On to the next news story, Crisis Remastered Trilogy has been confirmed by Crytek. They have revealed that they will be remastering all three games and this trilogy will include the already existing version of the first game that was remastered. However, they're also going to be fully remastering Crisis 2 and Crisis 3 with help from another studio known as Saber Interactive. If you don't know who Saber are, they worked on games such as NBA Playgrounds, NBA Playgrounds 2, as well as the more recent WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I will say their work is kind of... 
up and down. Like NBA Playgrounds, the first game was fantastic when it launched. They did kind of over-engineer it a bit and make it less fun and less enjoyable to play. So do be wary of that. But they will apparently be optimizing these games for modern platforms. And that the company is also currently promising that the games will play even smoother on Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S and PlayStation 5. What that means is ambiguous. It could mean anything. It could run an extra 10 frames and they're like, hey, look, it runs smoother. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see how this game actually plays out on those platforms. But it's pretty cool regardless. If you like Crisis, you're going to be able to play them again. Yay. That's cool. You know what else is cool? Battlefield 6, and a reveal is going to be coming on June 9th. EA went to confirm it on Twitter, so that's very nice indeed. The official Twitter account did say that the reveal will happen around 3pm UK time, and it will take place on June 9th on Battlefield's social media platforms, such as YouTube and Twitch. So it's probably going to be a live stream then if it's going to be available on Twitch. If you are excited for this game, it's going to be available on your PlayStation 4, your Xbox One, your Xbox Series X, your Xbox Xbox Series S and your PlayStation 5. The interesting thing about this though, it's happening June 9th, which is before E3. Why would it be before E3 unless it's possibly showing up at a show? Maybe a Microsoft related show. Maybe possibly coming to Game Pass. I definitely think this game is going to be available on Game Pass. It just solidifies it in my opinion, but them having this reveal before E3 and then before the Summer Games Fest as well, it's not even going to be there. They're going to then have it turn up at E3 for sure. Especially with EA Play coming next month, it just doesn't make sense to launch it in June when you could have saved it for July unless you have a big announcement in June coming from a third party. That's just where I stand on that one. We ain't done with Game Pass though because the first batch of games for June have been announced and these one coincidentally land just before E3 week, which also adds more fuel to that delicious tasty fire. I don't know, don't eat fire. Fire's bad. Don't eat it. It's not good for you. It's good for cooking food though. Anyway, I digress. The upcoming games go as followed. The Wild at Heart on Cloud. This is currently also available on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for console and PC, so you can also play it there, but you'll now be able to play it on the cloud. Then For Honor on cloud and console, also available now. Then you've got Backbone on the 8th, and that'll be available on PC. Darkest Dungeon will be available on cloud, console, and PC on June 10th, and that's it. However, there is going to be some games leaving the service on June 15th, and those games go as followed. Ace Combat 7, Night Call, West of Dead, which is apparently a pretty good game because I played a little bit of it, Wizard of Legend, and Observation. This is very interesting because it lands on June 10th, three days before E3. I wonder what's going to be at E3. I assume Game Pass announcements. It just makes sense. They've got to have something else because they tend to announce their Game Pass games in two weeks chunks. And this one is just shy of two weeks. So I wonder what we could see. Maybe possibly the next two weeks and we've got some big stuff coming up. I'm also going to guess that Scarlet Nexus from Bandai Namco is going to be on Game Pass. I think that's from Bandai Namco. Don't hold me to it. I could be wrong on that front, but I definitely think that will be on Game Pass, in my opinion. I think that will be announced very shortly at E3, so get excited for that one. 
It can't be all positive news though, sadly, because God of War Ragnarok has been delayed into 2022. Santa Monica Studio announced that the game will be delayed into next year, and this news shocked absolutely no one. In a statement that was released on Twitter, the studio said the following. Since the release of the next God of War teaser last year, we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us. We're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter of Kratos and Atreus' journey. We remain focused on delivering a top quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team, creative partners and families. With this in mind, we've made the decision to shift our release window into 2022. Thank you all for your continued support. We've got some exciting things in the works that we can't wait to show you. Sad news bear is not done though. There is going to be more sad news bear hugs that will be handed out in the form of PlayStation Studio head known as Herman Hurst, who was giving an interview with the PlayStation blog. So it's kind of very suspicious there. That was clearly PR focused and definitely vetted beforehand. But anyway, they confirmed that this game will also be getting a PS4 version to launch alongside the PlayStation 5 version, but also Gran Turismo's but also GT7, otherwise known as Gran Turismo 7, will also be coming to PS4, even though it was explicitly marketed as coming exclusively to PlayStation 5 on the PlayStation website. They are kind of stepping back and going back on that one a little bit. But I wanted to kind of go through this thing because I hear a lot online about Xbox has no games, Xbox doesn't have this. Well, here's your list of timed exclusive games that you have on the PS5. And the reason why I say timed is because these games are coming to PC so we don't count them as exclusives. If you can't count Halo as an exclusive, you can't count these games as exclusive. So Demon Souls gonna turn up on PC, that's for sure. Returnal gonna come to PC eventually. Ratchet and Clank Rift Aparts also probably gonna see a PC port. Final Fantasy 7 Remake DLC Intergrade We'll wait and see on that one. Square likes its money. Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Both of these games are going to get something that I like to call Titanfold. What that means basically is that the sequel is probably going to release on a different platform. However, it's going to be in reverse. It's probably going to be exclusive on those platforms. So I think you are going to see a Deathloop 2, but it'll be solely on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PC, and wherever else Game Pass ends up. That's where that's going to be. Ghostwire Tokyo is one that I don't know. They might just drop that series after the first game. It's kind of up in the air, especially with the game director leaving the game before it's even finished. So we'll have to wait and see on that front. But all of these games are technically timed exclusive because they will go to PC in the future, like games like Days Gone, Uncharted 4 and Horizon Zero Dawn because all of these games have seen major success on those platforms, so Sony is going to continue to do that because they like their money. That's something that they've shown that the most important thing to them is getting money by having these games come to PlayStation 4 that could be solely PS5 games, that they're going to come to PC because they're going to want that money, yo. They're just going to want that free, delicious, tasty dollar that they can just gobble up, put in their bank account and buy some more studios. Why not? Makes it easier to compete with Xbox, that's for sure. 
And on to our last news story of the day. Nintendo has finally announced when they will be holding their E3 2021 Nintendo Direct. And it will be starting on Tuesday, June 15th. They're going to be the crowning jewel of E3 right at the end. Just right there for you to enjoy and taste. It sounds very cool indeed. I actually think this is a great idea having this big bang for your buck right at the end of the show. But they always tend to go last anyway. The show will start at 9am PT or 12 p.m. ET. The show is expected to last around 40 minutes or so and it will focus on information for Nintendo Switch's games for 2021 and beyond. So Shin Megami Tensei 5 because that release date's already been leaked November 11th 2021 if that floats your boat. But Nintendo also does plan to host a Nintendo Treehouse Live showcase after the Direct that will include three hours of gameplay footage which will most likely be of the games that were shown off during the 40-minute Nintendo Direct. The announcement does specifically mention that this Nintendo Direct will be focusing primarily on software, so I wouldn't expect that Nintendo Switch Pro that has currently been leaked by Bloomberg, which they've leaked about four or five times and they've been wrong every time. I don't know why we keep getting suckered by this, but we do. I personally got suckered with it again, thinking like, oh yeah, Nintendo Switch Pro before E3, it ain't happening, dog. It's not gonna happen before E3. They're gonna drop it like a couple of months before they actually release the thing. I don't know why we all keep believing Bloomberg and their reports of the Nintendo Switch Pro because they clearly have a track record of being wrong on this thing so why would they be right this time? This is like the third time they've done this so I don't know why we keep getting our hopes up but we do and they just keep getting dashed and it makes me very sad indeed. But that is going to be it for this week's show of the Hello Ghostly podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it very muchly indeed. This one definitely turned out a lot better than the one that I previously recorded. You ain't never gonna hear that one. That one was terrible. It was like 20 degrees in my room. I was struggling. My throat hurt halfway through it and I sounded like a crazy raspy old woman. That's never happening again. You are not seeing that one. But I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend and I will catch you shortly with another episode of this gaming related podcast. But as always, I'll catch you in the next one. But until then, Ghostly out. <laughs>